Team, welcome to the Freedom Hunt. Great to have you here today on this most excellent of Wednesdays. We've got a lot to talk about. For one, Democrats have under-delivered Biden, Congress, you name it. New polling shows that people are waking up to that reality. Uh, the CDC says we had the biggest murder increase in 100 years. And when you look at what happened in a recent Chicago shootout, you might understand why. Uh, hospitals are denying transplants to the unvaccinated and a new definition of anti-vaxxer in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, plus so much more coming your way here in just a few. First, though, I've got to tell you, my pillow is amazing. If you don't have one, you're not sleeping as well as you could. There's a reason Mike Lindell's company has become this enormously successful enterprise because people love my pillows and all the gear that he sells the mattress topper the giza dream sheets i just put fresh giza dream sheets on my bed yesterday and i'm telling you you slip into in between those those and you're just loving it and the slippers are amazing speaking of slip and towels and all their products you will love them you can get great discounts right now on my pillow products by going to mypillow.com that's right just go to this website mypillow.com Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. You'll see rotational offers of up to 66% off. Products like their pillows, mattress topper, the Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers, the weighted blankets, which are really cool, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. So the Biden administration's having a tough time right now. That much is clear to, well, people who, you know, pay attention. But beyond that, there's actual data to show that this is what is going on here. There's actual data to show the reality. For one thing, you've got the morning consult political poll, Politico poll out now. Biden's approval rating is at 45 percent, which is the lowest all year, 52 percent disapprove. It's year one of his presidency. It's year one. Okay. Plus, on uh, Democrats on the generic ballot are down to one point advantage. They had a four point advantage last month. But you dig into the data a little bit more and you see that the numbers reflect, which is it's nice when the numbers reflect reality. They do in this instance. You've got independents in June, 20 percent said that Biden had under delivered. Forty one percent of independents now say that he has under delivered. Okay, only 31 percent say he's met expectations. Ten percent say he has exceeded them. About 18 percent say they do not know. And then you look at Democrats. Well, they're upset with uh, Congress. Democrats are unhappy with Congress right now. Uh, in June, 24 percent said they underdelivered. October, 37 percent said they had underdelivered. But that's because they haven't passed the massive socialism bill yet. Biden administration's got big problems, friends. The kind of problems it's not going to be able to deal with very easily anytime soon. That's for sure. And they don't have, honestly, the collective brain power, the wisdom and the mindset to improve many of the areas that people are already seeing are enormously uh, challenged and, and even in, catastro- in catastrophic shape right now. You have to remember that's also a part of this. You know, we also have that reality playing out before us, right? That the border, for example, is a total mess. I mean, here is 
Representative Cuellar, who is a Democrat, by the way, blasting Biden on the border. Because, look, we're in the middle of the pandemic. We can't even let legal visa holders from Mexico or Canada come in. But they're letting all this undocumented people come in during the middle of a pandemic. So where's the logic uh, where you don't let the legal visa holders from Mexico and Canada that spend billions of dollars on our local communities, but then let people without documentation? Yes, where is the logic? Representative Cuellar asks a very good question. We actually have a federal government right now that will block you because of COVID from coming into the United States from Canada or Mexico legally going through the normal visa process. But if you show up and lie about how you fear violence in your home country, really? There's so much so much political violence in Chile these days. It's so unsafe for people there that they have to come up to the United States. These Haitian migrants who are showing up. Come on. Nobody really believes that. But this is the system as it plays out before us. We see what's happening. We understand what they're doing. And we know that despite the failures, I mean, I haven't even gotten into the supply chain issues, which if you talk to somebody who's a real supply chain nerd out there, you're starting to see some really concern. I mean, you've been seeing it for, for a while now, but some very concerning stuff is going on. For example, you have China, which has a centrally planned economy, even though there are some market incentives that the Chinese Communist Party relies on to uh, grow the Chinese economy, but it still is in total control. It's not really market based. And they determine electricity usage for all the different factories and all the rest of it in China. They're having shortages. They have huge problems. They have backlogs. Well, there are some products that 90% of them globally are made in China and in some cases even in one province of China. China has become, in many ways, the world's factory. And when you have supply chain snarls there, think about what it does to the rest of the global economy. And this stuff is probably going to hit in the holiday season and then into 2022. You could have a real effect on inflation. You could have a tremendous amount of uh, economic, not just uncertainty, but honestly, turbulence from what's going on. And well, what do you think the Biden administration is going to do about this? Well, what, what do you think their plan is? We're going to redistribute the wealth more. That's about it. They got nothing. They don't know what to do in situations of economic importance because these are people who don't understand Econ 101. They understand social justice 101. How do they make people feel better about the government taking from some and giving to others? Not how does the government actually foster an environment that allows for economic dynamism, growth, wealth, prosperity, people to do better, which means the government should Get out of the way as much as is possible. But that's not the approach that they take. No. And what do you think they're going to talk about? What do you think they're going to, to say uh, when it comes to the economy really starting to have problems here? I mean, for one thing, even Dr. Fauci has to, had to back off his Dr. Doom routine. You know, I don't know if this holiday season, if it's safe based on the data, for the, to avoid the droplets, we could see a diminution from the parabolic curve of the protection afforded by the vaccines, you know, all the usual stuff. Now he's out there doing cleanup on aisle four because when he said over the weekend, the usual Fauci nonsense, enough people were finally like, 
I'm not listening to this little lab coat tyrant anymore. I don't want to hear what he has to say. Well, families should plan on enjoying things in the family setting, without a doubt, particularly among vaccinated individuals. If you're vaccinated and members of your family and you are within your household with people you know, you want to try as best as you can. If people are not vaccinated, not to mix with people who you don't know what their status is. But for the family core, being together, enjoying Thanksgiving, enjoying Christmas, of course you can do that. One thing you can say, the more people that get vaccinated, the more people that can safely do that. It's safer. Yeah, okay. Does anyone really think they need Fauci's permission for this stuff anymore? Anybody really believe that that's the way they should live their lives? Unfortunately, the answer to that is is a yes in some ways. It shouldn't be, but it is. There are people out there who think that Fauci is a person to listen to. Speaking of a health situation, the CDC says it was actually the biggest murder increase in America in the last hundred years. So, I mean, really, the, the biggest increase in murders in America in modern history And it occurred in 2020. I think it's pretty clear what happened because the spike really got going in June. The spike really started happening in uh, in June of 2020, which is when the BLM movement uh, came about. Right. We know that there was a direct a direct link between these things. And you're wondering, though, well, hold on. How does this continue on? Because BLM hasn't been terrorizing the streets with riots and looting and uh, oh also yes of course mostly peaceful protests sometimes but uh, a lot of other really bad stuff that hasn't been happening for a while so why is the murder rate so high why was it so high for months and months it's because what blm was was largely a symptom of the larger malady of left-wing delusion when it comes to crime and what the real problems of american cities are today The idea that police violence against young black men is the primary issue of of crime in America, right, of safety, physical safety in America is delusional. This is absurd. I mean, this is crazy. You're talking about in any given year. A dozen, maybe two dozen unarmed black men shot by police in America, the whole country, 330 million people, plus, you know, 10 or 15 million illegals. On top of that. So what exactly are we supposed to think about what Democrats have done to to our major cities? What are we supposed to take away from this? Here's a here's a piece by the Chicago Sun-Times editorial board. I just want to read you a little bit of it. So, you know, what kind of stuff is happening? Because it's not just BLM, the movement. It is the progressive system. The justice, uh, the folks that work in in different aspects of the justice system, Justice Department, they're the ones that are actually making sure that we can't get back on track and get safer because they believe in coddling criminals and blaming society in general for the violence that has been erupting on American streets. Here you go. Here's from this piece. Quote, many aldermen are furious. This is in Chicago over the handling of a brazen gunfight in the Austin neighborhood on Friday in which the suspects walked away without a single criminal charge being filed. We entirely understand. In a city where authorities should be doing everything to quell a surge in violence, there's a shootout like at the OK Corral, 
an entire block is endangered, several obvious suspects are detained, and then nothing. This was a shocking incident, even in a city that seems increasingly inured to daily violence, caught on video and described by one source as just like the Wild West. More than 70 shell casings were found, and many more shots were likely fired. Police apparently arrived in time to witness at least part of the shootout. Who can blame anybody for asking, if charges can't be filed in a case like this, when can they? Who can blame anybody for thinking that the handling of this case will embolden thugs to shoot and kill with even greater abandon? End quote. I mean, think about this. A shootout with multiple individuals, 70 shell casings found already. I'm sure there were over 100 shots fired. Multiple gunmen, police on the scene. It's caught on video. Police see some of the shooting and nobody is charged. Nobody is charged. Because the prosecutor, I mean, this is I'm being I'm being honest with you, being serious with you here. The prosecutor says that it was chaotic and they can't really know what happened. Well, because we don't live in the mythical movie version of the Wild West, I think we can all know that there's never a situation in which just drawing guns and shooting at people on the street is something that is lawful. So unless they're going to claim that this was a self-defense act for some and those people would, uh, I, I wonder, by the way, do we think that their handguns were legally registered? Anyone want to take a guess? I'm going to go out on, a, I don't think in a essentially gun-free zone that the city of Chicago is, I don't think that these individuals who are firing off dozens of rounds at each other in broad daylight, endangering people on the street, I don't think that they went through the onerous registration process. Just going to go on. So pretty sure they could be charged for that. Uh, Pretty sure somebody should be charged for opening up and fire. But, you know, nothing brought. Sorry, too complicated. Oh, we can't have it. It's it's not in the interest of social justice to put young minority men in this case in prison. That's a bad idea. This is what they think. This is what the progressive district attorneys believe. It is utter and complete madness madness you know it is and this is the kind of uh, mentality that has led to the biggest increase in murders in america in a hundred years according to the cdc which as we know the cdc is full of morons but i guess they can count i'm hoping they can count we'll see i'll come back in just a moment with with more here including um on how hospitals are denying transplants to the unvaccinated now that's actually happening folks We'll get to that in a moment. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation keeps our commitment to never forget. This year, the foundation honored Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders with 200 mortgage-free homes in this year alone. By the end of December, that's what the number is going to be. The chairman and CEO, Frank Siller, paid tribute to the fallen by walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville and then on to Ground Zero for 9-11, more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days. There were towers of light shining at the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance, and the names of those we lost to 9-11-related illness were read aloud at a ceremony on September 12th. And on Veterans Day, the names of those we lost in the war on terror will also be said out loud. Do good and help America to never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tonta Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Oh, uh, I, I mentioned the unvaxxed being denied transplants. 
which could be a death sentence for them. We all understand that, right? If you need a liver transplant, you don't get it, you're going to die. Pretty much. That's the way this goes. So they're saying, sorry, you won't get the shot. Now you won't get the liver you need. You're going to die. Oh, for again, do, do they say, sorry, you won't get the shot. You have natural immunity. No. Do they say, sorry, you won't get the shot, but you need to have a COVID test before you come into the hospital for your transplant. No. Get the shot or you don't get your liver, your kidney, your whatever it may be, your heart. These are hospital systems now. These people are maniacs, folks. I've had COVID. How many of you have had COVID? I mean, we, we had to go about our lives and take risks, and I got hit with it. And I'm willing to get hit with it again. I want to live a totally normal life right now. I don't want any more restrictions, any more of this crap. People that want vaccines or other therapeutics have easy access to them. And the rest of us need to be able to live normal, normal lives. Not sort of normal, not semi-normal. I mean full-on go into a crowded bar and, you know, share beer with strangers. And if you're single, you know, unmarried, maybe make out with a stranger. Whatever. Whatever. I know it's crazy. That's a thing that people used to do in the pre-COVID era, so I'm told. But here we are seeing the new rules, so to speak, that we're all subjected to. Uh, hospitals are denying transplants to the unvaccinated, which is just grotesque. And they're going to do more of this. They're going to do more. They're going to turn up the, uh, the pressure on people to make them get a shot that the latest data, you know what the actual data shows about the Pfizer shot? They're saying, oh, it's 90% effective at stopping you from going to the hospital. How many people that don't get the shot end up in the hospital who get COVID? You know, when you start to actually look at the numbers, oh, okay, 90% effective at preventing you from going to the hospital, but how do they have a, a real baseline? Because what percentage of people that get COVID go to the hospital in the first place? 10 percent maybe but beyond that and look i mean there's a lot of ways that people are, are playing with the numbers here fudging the numbers and we'll have to see how we can pull it apart to make sense of it uh but beyond that it's 50 percent effective at preventing infection after six months 50 percent, folks they're making you get the shot that you have a 99.7 percent chance of surviving across all age groups 99.9999 if you're under 30 and they're making you get it because it, after six months, has a 50% protection rate? That seems reasonable? No. No, it's not reasonable, but they're not reasonable. And you see how unreasonable they are with this. This is one on uh, MSNBC. A Colorado-based health system says it is denying organ transplants to patients not vaccinated against the coronavirus almost in all situations citing studies that show these patients are much more likely to die if they get COVID-19. The policy illustrates the growing cost of being unvaccinated and wades into deeply controversial territory and the use of immunization status to decide who gets limited medical care. The mere idea of prioritizing the vaccinated for rationed health resources has drawn intense backlash as overwhelmingly unvaccinated COVID-19 patients push some hospitals to adopt crisis standards of care in which health systems can prioritize patients for scarce resources based largely on their likelihood of survival. You know, there are people that are, that are really pushing for this. They really believe that this is the way society should go forward, that there should be policies from, health, from uh, uh, hospital systems, which just as a reminder for everybody, hospital systems 
are effectively acting as government institutions now. Oh, oh, you think they're private? Okay, the government decides that this hospital system isn't going to get its Medicare funding. How private do you think that hospital is now? This hospital is not going to get any any Medicaid reimbursement. How private do you think that hospital really is, folks? Oh, but it's the private sector. You can turn to like the Bulwark or one of those magazines. The conservative case for why hospitals should have the government calling all the shots. You know, this is the kind of stuff they do. Oh, boy. And so, yeah, they're denying people. They're denying people uh, transplants based on their vaccination status. This is the dystopia stuff that. I've been warning you about for over a year. It's happening. They're doing it all. Just give it time. If we have a bad winter for COVID cases and hospitalizations, they're going to mandate vaccinations for flights. They're going to do it. Look at what what is the lesson they took from uh, vaccine passports and the threat of firing in the school system in New York? Did they come away from it saying, wow, that was really harsh. We didn't need to do that. That wasn't a good idea. No, they said, see. If we put a gun to people's heads, so to speak, they'll get the shot. Yay. Problem solved. So now they're just going to be looking for more levers to coerce and to bully people into doing this and think that they're the heroes in the process. Remember, no natural immunity out for most of these policies. Nope. Not here in New York City. Can't show can't show a positive COVID test from three or six months ago and say, you know, I'm fine. We don't know how long it lasts. We don't know how long the vaccine lasts either, do we? We know it's not very good after six months. That is a fact. And that's the Pfizer vaccine. It's supposed to be you know, the big gun of vaccines. But they don't, want to, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And there's something else that you should know. Remember the, uh, remember the reality of Twitter deciding that you couldn't share the obituary of the woman in Washington State uh, who died of the shot? I think it's important that you know that she actually did die from a side effect of the vaccine. Now, that doesn't mean that people shouldn't, you know, people die from things, from medical procedures. You know, if your appendix bursts or is about to burst, I should say, and they're going to take your appendix out, that's the right move. Even if now I'm not saying this is a similar situation. I'm just saying there are times that, you know, you'll make the decision to take the risk of a medical procedure, knowing that there's a risk. because It's the right thing for you to do. So if you're 65 and up, it should still be your choice. But I think getting the shots the right move. And I would I would honestly recommend it for people really 55 and up, depending on their their health status. And just based on the numbers that I've seen, if you're in your 30s or 40s, you know, stop crying like a little girl and just go about your life. If you're in your 20s, don't be crazy. And if you're younger than 20, the idea of getting the shot is insane. Based on the numbers. But a Twitter, uh, a, a Twitter ban on an obituary because they said it was misleading. It was not misleading. What was misleading was Twitter censorship. A King County woman died from a very rare complication brought on by the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. This has been confirmed by the Washington Department of Health. She did not want to get the vaccine, but she volunteered at her child's school and they wouldn't let her go in unless she had the vaccine. And she got the shot and she died from the shot. This is from the health department of Washington state. Now, let's understand what this really is telling you. They have acted all along like there's no reasonable basis to be concerned about this. But now the government is using an unreasonable standard to force a shot in your arm that could, could, very unlikely, but could kill you. 
You don't want to get it, but if you want to have a normal life where you can go out in public, they're making you, even though it only lasts for a period of months, so they're going to have to make you do it again, and it could kill you. This is the truth. They don't like the truth. This is the truth. It does not matter. It doesn't change based on their whims or desires. So, and the fact that social media censored this is just so perfect. I mean, that's what they've become. They are the Stasi. They are the enforcers of elite consensus. That is what they do. That's who they are. They don't care that it was true. One thing is really funny, by the way, here. I'm going to change, change gears for a second. I had to share, share this with you. Canadian PM Justin Trudeau gets ridiculed online. This is from The Blaze. For the newest woke term, get ready for it. It used to be LGBT, and then it was LGBTQ, and then it was LGBTQ+. Justin Trudeau of Canada has used 2SLGBTQQIA+. Uh, Producer Mike, how how much do you think we'd have to pay you to get you to guess that right on the first one? Or what would the jackpot have to be? A lot of money. 2SLGBTQQIA. If someone said, Buck, I will give you a million dollars right now if you can tell me what that stands for off the top of your head. I have have absolutely. I mean, I know what some of the letters are, obviously, but the 2, the S, the double, why double Q? Double Q? I don't know. I, I, it, but this is, what, this is what's happened. Oh, and there's one more thing I wanted to tell you. Speaking of words and language, they have changed in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary the definition of anti-vaxxer so that it used to be somebody who was opposed to all vaccines. I hate vaccines, they say, so they are anti-vax. That was what it used to be. Now Merriam-Webster's changed it to a person who opposes the use of vaccines or regulations mandating vaccines so now if you don't like vaccine mandates according to the dictionary you're supposedly anti-vax oh okay interesting so you know i i don't like sun-dried tomatoes but if i oppose a policy of everyone must eat sun-dried tomatoes every day that makes me anti-sun-dried tomatoes? No. What, what makes me anti is that I don't like them, but opposing a policy that would force those evil, red, bitter, dish-ruining ingredients onto, onto people's plates, that does not make me anti. It makes me anti-mandate. There is a difference. There's a difference. One we will not forget here on the show. Well, that's going to be it for today, team. Thanks for hanging out with me here in the Freedom Hut. Make sure you go to bucksexon.locals.com. Please become a subscriber and pass the buck. Tell somebody about the show so that we can continue to grow while I'm doing all the other shows I'm doing and things that are going on. I will talk to you tomorrow. Shields high.